Hi, this is Daniel Williams, host of the MGMA Insights Podcast. I want to share an exciting offering from MGMA, the Transformative Healthcare Delivery Certificate Program. It's an in-depth online learning experience December 6th through the 7th that provides healthcare leaders with the mastery of accountable care organizations, clinically integrated networks, commercial value-based care programs, and CMS's value-based care programs, including MIPS and APMs. So go to mgma.com events to attend this certificate program December 6th and 7th. And now, on to our podcast. From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. What we try to talk about in the Lean Six Sigma Greenbelt program is to get involvement of others. And so you're not only doing the program yourself, but you're involving others. And what you're doing is you're teaching, taking the information that we have provided and teaching it to others. And what, what better way to learn than to, to not only then gain that knowledge yourself, but find ways to share that knowledge. And that's, that's what excites me more uh, than anything else is that I'm able to, uh, to share this information with others. That's Owen Dahl, healthcare expert and MGMA consultant, talking about the upcoming Lean and Six Sigma Greenbelt program that will be offered later this month. We'll hear more from Owen in just a moment, But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Zoll Data Systems AR, optimization solutions for healthcare. The Zoll AR Boost Solution Suite increases revenue from payers and patients in compliance with the No Surprises Act, while reducing front-end workload and freeing up staff for higher value activities. Zoll AR Boost Tools find, verify, and correct patient demographic and payer information to reveal patients' unique financial characteristics and improve self-pay conversion. Visit zoldata.com slash ARBoost to learn how you can ensure no payments are left on the table. Are you looking to strengthen your medical practice by boosting practice profitability and streamlining communications with payers and patients. Veradime Payer Path is an end-to-end revenue cycle management suite of solutions that was recently ranked number one in categories related to claims management, clearinghouse solutions, and revenue cycle management. Veradime Payer Path integrated solutions are practice management agnostic interfacing seamlessly with all major PM systems. For more information, go to veradime.com. Our guest today is Owen Dahl, a healthcare expert and an MGMA consultant and teacher of the upcoming Greenbelt program that will run from October 25th through December 13th. You can go to mgma.com slash green to learn more and to register today. Now, let's welcome Owen Dahl back to the MGMA Insights podcast. 
Owen, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Daniel, you're welcome. It's great to be with you again. I, I always enjoy having a good chat with you. <laughs> All right. Well, in talking with you before, I know that you are an author. You're also a consultant who has worked really closely with MGMA and the MGMA members for years. Um, we've had you on the show multiple times before, but for new listeners, just provide us, provide us with some insights on your career and, and really where your focus is these days. Well, Daniel, I hate to talk about myself. <clears throat> I'd much rather be talking about things that will help people uh, improve their their operation and their uh, their patient experience that they provide through their organization. But <clears throat> basically, I've been in healthcare for well over 50 years. I started out as a hospital administrator and uh, uh, 40 plus years now in doing physician practice management and physician practice consulting. Uh, big focus on the idea that we we can improve healthcare by becoming more efficient in our operation, uh, <clears throat> improving and working in that patient experience model. Uh, I do strategic planning. I do a lot of revenue cycle stuff. So and and <clears throat> and you know general operations. So I guess I kind of do the the whole gambit. And and with the number of years of experience that I've had, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, I, I've, I've done pretty much everything that you could find. Uh, but again, uh, a big focus, and, and I'm certainly related to our discussion today, is, is a focus on the whole idea that we can become more efficient, and we really need to. So, Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that information with us. And I know from talking with you, uh, Lean and Six Sigma processes are, are vital to the way that you teach uh, practice administrators how to be more efficient in their um, in their practices. We're going to talk a lot about the Greenbelt program that you have coming up. But first, I just wanted to ask you, um, where did you get this start and this real connection with process efficiency and eliminating waste in practices? Is this something from your background? Where did you first really clue in on that and how it can make you a better leader and a better teacher as well? Well, I think a, a big piece of it actually came from uh, my experience in the military uh, when I was uh, serving in the United States Air Force. And uh, that kind of led me to the idea that there, there are ways, certain specific ways that you can do things and so on. And then in the, in the mid eighties, uh, I, uh, actually develop or advance to my fellowship in the American College of Healthcare Executives, the, the pathway that relates to hospital administration while I was a hospital administrator. And I actually did some work with some physician practices. And the idea that I had there was, how could we get more efficient in terms of the overall operation? So my fellowship paper in the mid 80s was on uh, uh, not on Lean Six Sigma, but it was on the idea of total quality management and what could be done there. So uh, this has been a passion from with me for, you know, 40, 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. With that total quality management, I know you and I have talked about that before and uh, I believe it was Dimming, if I'm getting that right, was one of the first people to really bring that to the U.S. Um, was this taught to you in the military or was it after you got out? When, when did you kind of get into that total quality management side of things? 
Well, actually, the the specifics was uh, came out after the fact. But what I what I meant to and implied there with the, my military training was, uh, you know, everything was very well organized, and you did certain you did things in a certain way, and it was done in a certain way because it was the most efficient way to do things. So <clears throat> that kind of got me tuned into the concept, and, and then later I read a lot from. And you were right; it's W. Edwards Deming who is actually an American who went to Japan and did a lot with the uh, Japanese issues. And, and, and not too many people listening are going to be old enough to remember. But one time when we got a product from Japan, it was a horrible product. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, with Deming's influence and the Toyota Way and different things like that, it really became uh, Japan is a high quality producer and provider of good high quality products. So <clears throat> that whole combination, I guess, uh, really with Deming's leadership, Joseph Duran, another one, uh, and Cosby. So there were some several people that I read that got me personally more interested in doing this. And <clears throat> sort of the evolution is, is from uh, the total quality management era. There was an era of re-engineering, but then the Lean Six Sigma concept uh, and Lean and Six Sigma are two separate approaches, but they get bundled together in, in one. Uh, and, and <clears throat> but because of that, we, we look at this idea of how can we be more efficient? And, and <clears throat> one of the arguments that I always run into is, well, Lean Six Sigma works in manufacturing, but it doesn't work in healthcare. And that's not true at all, because if you think about what uh, Toyota does in assembling a car, it goes through an assembly line. And when you think about a physician office, uh, and it goes from the check-in to the triage, to the provider interaction, to the immediate follow-up needed after the provider interaction and then checkout, that is also a, an assembly line. In, in terms of concepts. So why can't we take things from other industries and bring them into our industry and help us achieve that, uh, that patient experience, improve that patient experience that we have while they're interacting with us, with our staff and, and our providers in achieving that healthcare outcome that we all desire. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate you clarifying and just really given a nice overview of some of those lean and six sigma applications and how they how they translate so well to that patient experience was that something that dawned on you was it something that you and other healthcare professionals were able to go you know that automotive process of putting a car together it's not <laughs> in when you just take a 30,000 foot look at it you know maybe it's not that different than um, the way that a patient flows through uh, a medical practice when they're being seen uh, by those clinicians and by those administrators. Kind of elaborate on that. When did that dawn on you and how long have you been either applying or teaching those processes from the patient experience perspective? Well, that's that's an interesting question, and I'd I'd love to say, oh, I'm 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 the leader and the the you know the inventor of all of this stuff, <laughs> but I'm not. Uh, I, I've been again. I'm I'm a voracious reader, and uh, I, I love to I love to read and and see what others have experienced. So 
combination of reading and you know internet searches and so on. Thank God for the internet so that we have this information available to us. But I've, I've been doing this probably for about, uh, in specifically focusing on the whole role of teaching uh, and so on for uh, at least 20 years. Uh, I'm actually on the faculty at, at uh, the University of New Orleans, and I've been teaching a program there for well over 20 years now uh, about physician practice management and what we can do to improve this whole patient experience kind of thing. So. Uh, Again, I'd love to say it was my idea, but I, I think I've developed some of the concepts and some of the applications over time that I, I really enjoy sharing with others. Uh, and, and sharing with others, I mean, in, in the form of, of the teaching and, and discussions and the consulting that I've been able to do. Okay. Well, I want to talk to you about a program that you have coming up. Um, you're going to be leading the Lean Six Sigma Greenbelt program for MGMA. That's going to run from October 25th to December 13th. Give our listeners a an elevator pitch for that for that program, what it's going to be like. Well, we've done this program a number of times, and I want to say it's been highly successful. And uh, the 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 interesting thing to me is, after a while, you think, well, we've already saturated the industry, and you know nobody'd be interested in doing this, and so on. But it seems like every time we do this program, uh, we increase enrollment and we increase involvement uh, from a number of members of our organization. So I know that there's still a number of people out there that are, are really looking for ways that they can uh, improve their efficiency uh, and effectiveness and, and, and therefore impact that, that uh, patient experience. So what we've done in designing the program <clears throat> is we've, we've recorded some videos uh, and, and that, that are scheduled sort of sequentially over this period of time, the six, seven, eight week kind of window that we have for the session. And, and then uh, there are uh, tests, questions, different kinds of things like that that go on with each one of the videos. But we supplement the videos with a live interactive session. And that live interactive session has been really, really fun. Uh, to go through because what we do is we add material that we've learned over the years uh, that we share then with the participants, but we give the participants an opportunity to ask questions. We give the participants an opportunity, sort of like the whole concept of networking when they go to the annual conference or to uh, one of the, the uh, special MGMA meetings where they have an opportunity to sort of network. So you get a chance to meet others that are doing uh, efforts that will be similar to what you're trying to do. The big, the big issue, or the big, I shouldn't say issue, the big, I, the big concept that we have is that we want everyone who enrolls in the program to complete a project. And so we kind of uh, shepherd everyone through the different steps of doing a project itself, where we receive an outcome that in, is very specific to that particular practice and that particular practice's needs as to as to where where they they want to go. So the the concept is this uh, seven eight week program and and then the videos the interaction uh, certainly I get a number of emails 
uh, throughout the, the program where people are asking questions specifically to help them and so on, all leading to them getting a certificate then from MGMA uh, announcing that they have completed the Lean Six Sigma Green Belt level of training. And <clears throat> just to go back just a second, uh, the Lean Six Sigma world has, it's it's got different belts. So it's got white belt, yellow belt, green belt, black belt, and then master black belt. So uh, we, we've taught in other venues, the white and the yellow belt program to members. And then what we do is we encourage everyone to think about uh, coming online to get this green belt. Mm -hmm. So this is a seven week program. That's quite a commitment for people. So Let's drill down then. Who's right for this program? Are there prerequisites? What's what's kind of the line of study? I know you were talking about the different belts and they all have different colors. <laughs> it gets a little confusing to me, but I know you teach these different these different colored belt programs. So kind of give us an idea who is who is right for this because you've taught it for several years. You know who who uh, is is ready for it and maybe who needs to take some of those other programs uh, first? Sure, there's, there's really, I guess I would call them two prerequisites that that I, I would think about. <clears throat> the first one is, is that there has to be a commitment on the part of the participant uh, to say that they personally want to improve themselves and that they're looking for that improvement to translate to improving the organization. Uh, secondly, we really like to have people who have some knowledge of the, the whole Lean Six Sigma concept, because this is not teaching the basics. This is teaching really more specific uh, related activity to it. So if they've got a white belt, a, a yellow belt, or if they've gone through an MBA program or had some other exposure in another industry to uh, the idea of the Lean Six Sigma world, then, then what we want to do is, is have those people be the ones who get enrolled in the program. So there are some people that say, well, I'm not sure I've got the full qualifications. Well, uh, then what they need to do is get a hold of myself or uh, Declan or someone at MGMA, and we will review their background and, uh, and, and then say, yes, you're you're really ready for the program, or we could say, no, we encourage you to do a little bit more review before you enroll in this particular session and enroll in, and, and you're able to enroll in the next one. Mm -hmm. How much have you seen real life experience in a medical practice help people? Is it, And I don't, you know, it's difficult to put, well, you got to have five years of experience or 15 or whatever. So, so that, you know, people learn at different levels and at different paces, but um, you mentioned an MBA, and I, I may have told you this in a previous interview, but I started an MBA program immediately after finishing my undergraduate uh, degree, and I really wish I'd waited a little while because I was in a program where there were people who had 5, 10, 15 years of real-life applicable experience. And I could tell when we workshopped and when we really designed things, they could lean on the real life experiences they had had at the jobs uh, that they were working at. And I didn't have that. I had just had college experience. And so I don't know if it applies here as well, or if you recommend that people do have some real life experience in that medical practice first. 
Well, that's that's a fascinating concept that you bring up uh, in in a couple of different ideas here. Truly, those that have got experience in the medical practice now uh, will benefit from this program based simply on their experience and knowledge of how that works. And that reminded me uh, of your, your storyline there reminded me of, uh, I actually uh, enrolled in a PhD program and, and I didn't finish it because it was a major commitment. So I'm what's called ABD all but dissertation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so, uh, but the thing that was interesting to me, and I think one of the reasons that this program is so good for us in healthcare uh, is that when I would be take a break from one of the class sessions and go out and talk to others, I would be talking to people in other industries. And what I would be learning and, and excited about is something really new and, and really looking forward to using. These people would say, oh, that's old stuff. We've had it around for a long time. And that really sent a message to me that we in the healthcare world are behind the times in, in, in looking at gaining an understanding and applying a number of the principles that other industries are using. So I think what we try to do and why we encourage this and, and, and have this requirement for a project is because what, what it does is it takes the theory and it applies it to the real world. And so what, what we have found is, is a couple of outcomes that have been interesting. In, in in some in in probably maybe only even 10 to 15 maybe 20 percent of all of those who've participated in the program actually really follow through and and become uh, biblically oriented if you will to to actually continuing to apply the principles but a vast majority of the people that have taken the program have learned and changed their own uh, approach to problem solving, interaction with staff, uh, focusing on uh, different kinds of things and so on. So uh, even if we've not been successful in convincing everybody that they have to do Lean Six Sigma for you know, most of the problems that they have in, in their practice, we've been able to, to get people to, to change their way of focusing on in addressing problems and achieving solutions that relate to a positive outcome for that patient experience. So uh, it's it's really been fun to see the growth that that has occurred from the many participants through the program. Again, not necessarily applying religiously the the whole idea of Lean Six Sigma, but applying many of the concepts, many of the principles, many of the tools that we talk about throughout the program. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, continuing education is important to so many of our listeners. It's, it's required in the healthcare field. Um, talk about the credits that someone will qualify for. I know that they're going to get so much benefit out of just having these tools and resources at their fingertips now and then their knowledge base but those credits matter too. So what, what will somebody expect to get from that? The, the number is 30. So okay. you can get 30 ACMPE credits or CEU credits uh, for going through the, going through the program itself. 
Okay, that is great knowledge there. And I want to talk about, we've been talking about what the student can get out of this program, but I wanted to turn this on to you for a second. You said you had taught at University of New Orleans for a long time. You've, you've been a, a great asset and a teacher at MGMA uh, over the years. What's rewarding to you as a teacher? Why do you do it? I mean, I know there's the monetary benefit, but I'm talking about from that, that more, that deeper uh, feeling that you get or that, that uh, satisfaction you can get as a teacher. What, what, what turns you on as a teacher when you really can connect with students and see their growth as well? Oh, well, <clears throat> that the, the whole idea is that you know, and you 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 implied this earlier that you wish you would have gotten more experience before you got more education through your MBA. Mm -hmm. And when you when you look at that, uh, and why I uh, why I like to teach is because every time I teach and get involved in a session, I learn, and and so there's almost a hierarchy where you get experience, you get education, you get experience, you get education, and so on. And what that does is it continually builds up. And so the 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 more exposure you have to information, uh, the the better off you are in 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 your own personal growth. And one of the things I think that's so exciting is, as I said a minute ago, I learn from the students, from the participants, which regardless of what program I'm in, I learn something from them. And that's why I really like to encourage, and, and part of what we try to talk about in the Lean Six Sigma Greenbelt program is to get involvement of others. And so you're not only doing the program yourself, but you're involving others. And what you're doing is you're teaching taking the information that we have provided and teaching it to others. And what, what better way to learn than to, to not only then gain that knowledge yourself, but find ways to share that knowledge. And that's, that's what excites me more uh, than anything else is that I'm able to, uh, to share this information with others uh, and that, that I grow. And then <clears throat> you also get the reward of knowing that they've they've changed, they've improved, and they're seeking to improve that patient care experience because that's what this whole thing is all about. Mm -hmm. On a final note, you and I were talking offline, and uh, you've told me over several interviews how much you enjoy traveling and getting out and seeing different parts of the country. Um, and I know that you mentioned you you are about to take off on another excursion. I wanted you to tell us about what traveling means to you, how it helps you, you know, recharge the batteries, so to speak, and how important it is to have those kind of outlets beyond work. So you, a person can have a great work-life balance because we keep hearing so much about uh, stress and overwhelm and burnout at jobs and how, how integral, integral it is to be able to balance that life with other passions outside of the work life? Well, I, I think that's that's essential. And uh, frankly, one of the passions outside of work life is education and learning. Uh, the, so if, again, if if you have opportunities to read, do, do internet searches, uh, 
I mean, thank God for YouTube and what YouTube can do for us and that sort of thing. But as far as the, the work life, I, I like to use the word work life integration mm. rather than work balance. And the reason I like to think about that is because you're integrating everything into your life. And so how can you be a better employee? How can you be a better manager? Uh, but at the same time, how can you be better with your family? <clears throat> and I think therefore traveling and just, just, I mean, I hate to say this, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, how can I say it? Mature, uh, yes. senior. And one of our recent experiences uh, was that we actually repelled down the side of a cliff. Hmm. And I mean, what kind of experience would, would that be for somebody to say, let me take a chance and let me do something like that. And so part of what we try to do when we're, when we're doing our traveling and our work-life integration is to find those exciting opportunities uh, and not just getting away, but getting away and really committing to and enjoying the process of, of what you're doing while you're away. And so <clears throat> that goes back to what I like about the whole Lean Six Sigma type experience that we're talking about here is that people have an opportunity to really dive in and really apply it. And, and so it's an experience that goes along with the whole idea of the traveling and, and, and again, the, the work about work life integration kind of idea. So uh, <clears throat> yes, and, and we're heading out uh, next week on another great experience. And uh, we uh, will continue to find ways to do that uh, about how we can improve our experience, learn from those experiences. And then thank you for giving me the opportunity to to brag a little bit, like, how can this old guy do some repelling down a cliff? Well, he did it, and it was awesome. Oh, and it is always such a joy and a pleasure to have you on the podcast. So thank you again for, for joining us, for shedding some light on process efficiencies and just work-life integration. So thank you so much. Well, you're welcome, Daniel. And again, I want to encourage anyone who's listening, uh, who's taken the time to listen, uh, to say, you know what, I think I'd like to get involved in this next session. So uh, just to remind everybody, we do have this program coming up on October, starting in October 25th. So it's after the annual conference and before the Christmas holidays. So it's a great time uh, to commit to, uh, to your own personal growth, your own personal learning uh, that you will have, which will lead to the real outcome of improving that patient experience. Thanks for reminding me on that. And we will be uh, dropping all the information and a link to the program in the episode show notes. And you can also go to mgma.com slash green, and it will take you right to the program to read more about it and register if you're interested. So, Owen, thank you so much. Thank you, Daniel. Good to see you and good to chat with you. And I wish everyone the best of uh, best of luck as they're in their careers as they continue to move forward. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Owen Dahl, MGMA consultant and teacher of the upcoming Greenbelt program that will run from October 25th through December 13th. 
Go to mgma.com green to learn more and to register today. The Zoll AR Boost Solution Suite increases revenue from payers and patients in compliance with the No Surprises Act, while reducing front-end workload and freeing up staff for higher value activities. Visit zoldata.com slash ARBoost to learn how you can ensure no payments are left on the table. Veradigm Payer Path is an end-to-end revenue cycle management suite of solutions that was recently ranked number one in categories related to claims management, clearinghouse solutions, and revenue cycle management. For more information, go to veradigm.com. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen.